Hello and welcome everybody. Well, the 32nd Africa Cup of Nations kicks off on June 21st in Egypt at the Cairo International Stadium where the hosts Egypt, the tournament's most successful ever nation, begin their quest for an eighth African title. Now, it's the fourth time they've hosted the event since 1974. In two of the previous three, they've won that title but it did take the penalty kicks to do it on both occasions. This time around, Aguirre and his squad have a huge level of expectation surrounding them, most of it, of course, due to the presence of Mo Salah. So, what about the rest of the squad? Who should we look out for? And what about the real expectations of those fans in Egypt? Now, over the next few weeks in the build-up to the tournament, I'll be talking to journalists and fans in various respective countries. Today, we're going to start with the hosts, Egypt. Ahmed Osman is an Egyptian football journalist, and I began by asking him what hosting this tournament means to the people of Egypt. Yes, it's, it means everything to the people of Egypt. Um, you know, this this competition until very recently was going to Cameroon. Uh, ironically, the same team that beat us in the final uh, of the last edition of African Cup of Nations. So to get the opportunity to host this, um, like I said, means absolutely everything. And at a time where we have one of the best players in, in the world right now, in Mohamed Salah. Now, by the time that Salah arrives, he could, of course, be a European champion. And fans are seeing him shine for Liverpool week in, week out. Is there an expectation that he should be able to simply guide Egypt to a triumph? It seems it seems to be like that. Um, however, there are a couple of players in our squad that are able to support him. Um, of course, we'll have the the he will have the support of at least 80,000 people in the stadium, which, as we know beforehand, um, especially in 2006 when we hosted the competition, can be, you know, a huge, huge help for, for, the, for the team um, in it, moving, in, moving forward in this competition. But he will have all the pressure um, in terms of producing uh, a, a lot for Egypt in this competition. He, by himself, had, uh, I think he had an involvement in every single goal uh, that Egypt scored in qualification, uh, both for the World Cup uh, qualification and AFCON as well. So he he will have most of the pressure. But as we've seen beforehand, he can he can also take that pressure with whether it's with Liverpool uh, his club side or whether it's with Egypt. So I'm I'm very confident he can produce uh, this summer as well. Now, looking at the group, Egypt had just one defeat in qualifying to Tunisia. And looking down the opponents, uh, Uganda, Zimbabwe, Democratic Republic of Congo, who ironically actually last won the event in Egypt in 1974. The general view is that Egypt have had a relatively easy draw. Uh, the Democratic Republic of Congo were beaten as well by Zimbabwe at home last October. So there really is no reason, it seems, for Egypt not to win this group. Um, I see some individual players who can cause a few issues for, for the Egypt defence, which hasn't been as solid as it has been in previous years, uh, when you had the likes of Wetel Goma um, at the back and and so many uh, talented individuals at the back. However, you know, this is a new generation. We, we have the likes of Ahmed Higezi, who plays at West Brom, who's who's played really well at the back for Egypt. He is one of the leaders in the squad, um, and I think he'll be able to cope well with this, with this pressure. Um, when it comes to the teams in this group, um, I think the, the team that would cause the most issue for Egypt would probably be DR Congo uh, and the likes of, uh, you know, Balassi, who on his day is unplayable. 
Um, and, and that is probably one of the worries uh, moving forward for the Egypt squad and whether they can handle the likes of Belassi if he's on a going day. Um, however, saying that, they seem like very winnable games. The likes of Zimbabwe, you know, seem like maybe a team that is is very uh, collective. They work very hard and, and they have a bit of star power with Bilia, um, who, who plays in South Africa, who is another great player. Um, however... I do see us moving forward and and progressing. Um, also, just to mention the last group, the last team in this group, Uganda, who we've we've played in in qualification uh, for the World Cup, who caused issues for Egypt um, in Uganda. Uh, they beat us one zero, and they they frustrate. Um, they're so, they're such a collective. Um, they play collectively very well. They're a group of of uh, of players who. Um, Teamwork wise, they're just. Um, I watched Uganda. Uh, obviously, as you may know, they were in our group, as you mentioned, and they are very well drilled side with you know a lot of players who, who you know maybe don't play in, in in big sides in Africa. However, they play very well together, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see them you know progress. In my opinion, as second team in this group. Um, however, I see Egypt finishing first in this group, and uh, possibly the other the other three teams fighting it off for the second spot. Uh, the atmospheres will be incredible. As we know, there'll be a real sense of occasion every time Egypt play. There is, of course, the worry for Aguero that his team will simply underestimate the opposition. We saw Uganda a couple of years ago play some very good football. They'll have more experience this time around. Zimbabwe, as we said, beat the Democratic Republic of Congo last October. And Congo themselves with the likes of West Ham's Maswako, the veteran midfielder Trezor Maputu still going strong. Yannick Bolassi has been at Andalek this year. It is a dangerous team. And I get the feeling at the moment there's maybe a bit too much discussion of who Egypt will meet in the quarter and semi-finals before we've even kicked a ball. Yes, yes, 100%. I agree with you. Uh, they're a very dangerous side, and uh, in previous editions, they have shown that they can cause upsets. Um, you mentioned, obviously, Balassi. I, I want to mention, uh, in particular, one of uh, one of my favourite African players for the years, uh, Yusuf Malumbu, uh, who, of course, formerly of West Brom, now plays in, in Scotland for Kilmarnock. He is uh, a player with immense um, experience, especially in the English Premier League, and, and we've seen players who played in the Premier League, come in, uh, uh, into the African Cup of Nations and never produced. However, I, I see him being a leader, one of the leaders in the squad and, and uh, maybe one of the individuals that can be the catalyst uh, for them. Indeed, Balumbu almost made it, didn't he, with PSG. Broke through as a 19-year-old way back now in 2006-07. Actually played for the French under-21s that year as well, you might remember, but uh, ended up at Amiens before heading off to West Bromwich Albion. He's a vastly experienced player who's been on the cusp of making a name for himself a good few times throughout the course of his career. Yes, he he has, and and uh, you know he's only got thirty six caps uh, for the Congo. I also expected him to to have more. Um, however, you know thirty six is still a, a lot of caps and a lot of games to play for your country, and and uh, he is someone with, you know, as I mentioned, a vast amount of experience. Uh, someone to nurture this this young squad, um, in this competition. Another player, of course, for the Congo, who I'm really excited to see uh, at the African stages. Um, Arthur Mosuaku, who plays for West Ham United. Um, um, a player with you know brilliant uh, attacking intent, very speedy. Um, however, his his 
lack of uh, end product uh, could be a bit worrying for the DR, for DR Congo, but he's another player to watch out for. Let's talk about the coach for a minute, Aguirre, El Vasco, as he's known. Very experienced coach. Had a good few successes, certainly at club level with Atletico Madrid. Got them back into European competition, UEFA Cup and Champions League as well. Uh, won the CONCACAF Gold Cup with Mexico in 2009, but he left under something of a cloud from the Japanese job a few years ago. So how is he viewed? Is he liked? Is he respected? And I suppose most importantly for him, does he need to win the tournament in order to keep his job? Um, I wouldn't go as far as having to win to keep his job. However, uh, the Egyptian people are very excited to see a manager who, who is willing to attack after having the previous manager, Hector Cooper, take us into the World Cup with a very defensive mindset. Uh, and, you know, in the past, Egypt have always uh, been able to attack uh, with no fear, uh, especially in the Confederations Cup when they played both Brazil uh, and Italy uh, and put in very respectable performances. Now, uh, Javier Aguirre is, is a manager who brings a very interesting style, uh, probably one of the, the first managers to bring a, a three at the back for, for Egypt. Um, he, he plays a 3-5-2 formation, which uh, really gives um, the, the, the wing-backs, especially Ahmad Mohamedi, who plays for uh, Aston Villa, the, the freedom to move forward, uh, to pick out crosses for, for the front men. Uh, and uh, it's an exciting time right now for Egypt. I think even if he don't win uh, the competition, I think he'll stay in this position um, and try to build something special with this young squad. Now, so far this year, we've had the draw with Niger and the loss to Nigeria. How did those results go down with the media and the fans? I know that these weren't full-strength squads. Um, these these matches, I believe, he, he was testing a lot of players. Uh, Mohamed Salah wasn't uh, in the squad for the Nigeria game. They were... There were mostly uh, players he wanted to try, uh, mostly players that weren't uh, in his in his plans and wanted to see if uh, they could benefit the, the squad uh, and and to kind of see if he could choose um, specific players from that team to to put uh, in in uh, in his in his full squads because he already knows his his eleven man uh, starting lineup in my opinion. Uh, and and his substitutes. However, that was more of a test uh, game to see, um, you know, whether the substitutes are are willing to take their chance to to become in a, um, a starting lineup member or or whether they're not really up for it. Um, and I think he got his answer after the loss against Nigeria. Um, the Egypt squad is lacking a lot of quality, um, and it is one of the worst squads we've had in a few years. So. Uh, as I mentioned before, we are relying very heavily uh, on one of our best players of all time uh, in Mohamed Salah. Strikers, especially those with the big reputations, haven't fared exceptionally well over recent years. The average of 2.06 goals per game in 2017 was the second lowest total since 1994. And at a top scorer with more than five goals has been recorded just once since Egypt in 1974, uh, when Hossam Hassan and Benny McCarthy shared seven back in 1998. Since when, the likes of Bartlett, Mboma, Canute, Drogba, Aubameyang, none have scored more than four goals. So it seems, certainly recently, the bigger the name, the bigger the struggle to score goals. Yes, I agree with you. I, I think the likes of Didier Drogba and, and Samuel Eto'o, um, unfortunately, you know, have, have run into 
maybe, as you may know, 2006, 2008 and 2010 into some really good sides um, that Egypt have created to, to battle the uh, the individual uh, uh, brilliance, as they say, and uh, to battle it with collective uh as I would say, passion and 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 team spirit uh, that Egypt had. We didn't really have um, a specific, you know, a world star as we as we do now. But I think the squad was built under um, a very um, competent manager who who knew what he wanted to do and he tackled the individual brilliance. Um, however, I see this competition as a gateway to to someone actually coming through, someone that's a star in 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 world football right now. Um, to to actually maybe break that uh, that trend as you just mentioned and and finally score more than five goals in the competition i think the environment is much better uh, i think the, the the pitches that egypt will provide will allow these these players that play in europe to have a similar kind of environment to reproduce what they've produced for their clubs uh, and i'm confident we'll have uh, a high school high scoring games uh, with a lot of quality from the attacking front the expanded nature of this competition has diluted the group somewhat. There isn't really what you could call a group of death. Group D, uh, Morocco, Ivory Coast, South Africa and Namibia, about as close as it gets. And I read an interview with South Africa coach Baxter recently. He was saying that for them, it is all about planning for the future. They don't see themselves as potential challengers to win this event. Sounds like he's basically getting his excuses in early there. But... Uh, Egypt aside, where else do you see a potential winner in this year's competition? I, I see Senegal as a massive threat uh, to Egypt uh, and to my other contender, my other favourite, Morocco. Um, Senegal have immense quality in their squad. They have a really deep squad with um, players that play in the highest level. You're talking uh, Sadio Mane of Liverpool, who is only one goal behind the Premier League top scorer. Uh, who's had a brilliant season, um, arguably his best season um, in his career, um, club-wise. Uh, you look talk about Idris, Idris Gay, who plays for uh, Everton, who was uh, linked to Paris Saint-Germain, which tells you all you need to know in terms of his quality. Uh, he is someone that I am, you know, really excited to see play uh, in Egypt. Uh, and and they have the spine. Um, last but not least, of course, uh, Koulibaly of Napoli, who is probably very high in, on the, the best of the best clubs uh, wish list um i am sure manchester united are, are probably going to go in for him he is someone that is um just brilliant absolutely brilliant to watch um absolute mammoth of a defender has absolutely everything and he uh completes the spine in in senegal uh, and and i'm really excited to see where they go with with the squad now they have a lot of uh, brilliance individually, but can they um, merge this team into a, a title contender, um, a team that plays, um, you know, uh, as uh, collectively? And, and I, I think if they do, they are front runners for this competition. Absolutely. Well, it's a long time since their only ever appearance in a final. 17 years since Bruno Metsu guided them to that final where they lost 3-2 on penalties to Cameroon. Faidiv and the current coach, Aliou Cisse, all missed penalties in that final. Now, the squad full of world-class talent, as we know, Sane at Liverpool, Balde, Inter, Guay, Everton, Kuyate at Palace. Uh, perhaps in goal is where they might have their biggest problems. Now, what about another pick of yours, uh, Morocco? Has that got anything to do with the magician that actually guides them? 
Uh, well, obviously, Herb Renard, someone who's uh, who's feels like has been it feels like he has been around for for quite a while now. Uh, of course, won the competition with Zambia uh, and won it with uh, Ivory Coast. So he'll be looking to be the first manager to win it three times. Um, this time with Morocco. Uh, you know, th- th- this this squad really um, impressed me beforehand when they when they beat Ivory Coast in Ivory Coast. Um, you know, quite recently for the World Cup qualifiers. And I thought they were very unlucky in the World Cup. You know, they, they showed a lot of courage. Um, the likes of Hakim Ziyech, uh, there'll be a lot of eyes on him uh, currently playing for Ajax, as you may well know, um, having a brilliant season with them. Uh, and I think he is the key for them uh, in this competition. Now, they will probably have the toughest uh, of my, uh, the toughest route, of course, um, of my three favourites for this competition, having to face um, Ivory Coast, of course, and South Africa. But I think they should uh, qualify quite, uh, you know, straightforward, in my opinion. Um, I think, I think as you mentioned, the, the coach of uh, South Africa does not um, have the best uh, of confidence behind this team. Uh, but I, you know, I do think that Herve Renard will, will lead this team quite far in this competition. It's a good choice by uh, Renard here because he's gone to to a nation that have always played very, very good football to watch. We've always believed every time that we've come to AFCON time that they have the potential to go on and win. But the tendency has been for them to disappoint on a grand, grand scale. If you look back to... Uh, the millennium so far. They were quarterfinalists back in 2017, runners-up in 2004, every other competition, and they didn't qualify in 2010. And then there was the issue in 2015. Uh, yeah. They've not got out of the group stage. Yeah, 100%. And and the pressure will be on this time. Uh, they have a squad now that can challenge, in my opinion, and there will be no excuses this year now, quite ironically, uh, I mentioned Herve Renard uh, after obviously you know um, losing to Egypt in 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 Afcon in uh, in Afcon previously uh, in Gabon. He was offered the job uh, after the World Cup um, by the Egyptian FA, and he refused kindly and uh, remained with Morocco, which is quite an interesting choice because he has decided to stay with uh, Morocco and not take the job with Egypt. Uh, with such a massive star in, in Mohamed Salah. So that tells you all you need to know in terms of his loyalty for this team, the connection he has with the country uh, and and his belief that he can still win a major competition with this squad. Um, and, and I believe he'll go very close. You also know one of their players well, the forward Khalid Boutaye, who actually plays in Egypt with Zamalek. Yes. Yes, he does, and and uh, if you ask me, I am not his uh, most uh, most biggest of admirers, in my opinion. You know, I'm I'm a Zamalek fan myself. I've I've watched him numerous times this year, uh, and he has failed to impress me. Um, but he is the only thing I, I can say about him is that he is, um, really good aerial wise, and and he'll cause an issue in the box. However, the the style of play that Morocco play the the on the ground and and you know that slightly linked to the tiki taka of of uh, of of the Barcelona the Barcelona side and the and the Spain side and uh, I just don't think he fits in quite well and that's the weak spot for Morocco in my opinion. And if you actually look at the forwards in closer detail, Naziri at Leganes had a decent season up to February, but he's only scored one goal since February the eighteenth. Uh, Rashid Ali, a good season last year, but only five goals in Liga on this season. 
Uh, El Cabi isn't doing much either in China. A lot will be expected then of Ziyech, who scored 16 at Ajax this season. But goals overall, perhaps the main obstacle which Morocco have to overcome. Yes, 100%. I agree with you. Um, I, I, you know, I believe it might be interesting to play one of the midfielders up front as a, as a false number nine. That could be quite beneficial for Herve Renard, but I don't uh, think he will do that. He, he, he does like to have um, a big man up front, someone to hold up the ball and bring the, the very talented midfielders that he, that he has. Um, another player that I'm really excited to watch, someone that um, does glide on the pitch and he's very flary and he really isn't a joy to watch is uh, Sofian Bufal who plays for Celta uh, in Spain um, and uh, he really is a uh, one to watch in this competition uh, someone that I uh, that I think has immense quality and, and maybe if he has a good competition maybe getting a bigger move uh, in in the summer so all eyes will be on this uh, on this very talented Moroccan side now, there's one other that I want to ask you about. It's a nation that has given us many memorable moments over the years, who produced some great talent, but whose only consistency, it seems, is disappointment for their long-suffering fans. I refer, of course, to the Black Stars of Ghana, who since the last of their four victories, a 7-6 over Libya back in 1982, they've been runners-up three times. They lost on penalties 9-8 to Ivory Coast back in 2015. Lost to Egypt, remember, back in 2010, conceding that 85th minute goal. And back in 92, again, more drama when they lost 11-10 on penalties to Ivory Coast. Six times semi-finalists in the last six competitions. Surely it is time that their luck changes. Well, we, we've always asked this question every single uh, edition, as they say, because Ghana are a massive nation in Africa. Uh, however, they haven't found that final component that they need. They, You know, the golden generation, I believe, has just passed for them. They're in a, a slight decline at the moment. However, saying that, they still have a very young and, uh, and you know, really good squad. Uh, looking at, obviously, the two um, Ayu brothers, of course, Andre and Jordan, they have never really reached their potential for the national for the national side. They always seem to get a lot of uh, stick from from the uh, from the Ghana um, press. And you know, I think the leader going into this and someone to watch out for is Thomas Partey, of course, of Atletico Madrid. Um, had a brilliant year uh, with Atletico winning the Europa Europa League last season, and has a has had a decent season. You know, he isn't going to win the league in my opinion. Uh, however, he brings a lot of strength, a lot of composure in, in midfield, can find the pass, and uh, he drives forward effortlessly uh, to, to try to create for his team. Um, also, someone else that maybe hasn't reached his potential is Christian Atsu uh, of Newcastle United, has found playing time um, a bit hard to find for with Newcastle and Rafael Benitez. However, you know he always seems to uh, find his best with Ghana. Uh, however, I just don't seem to to see which player could could you know bring that star factor that they've been missing in previous editions, and that's why I I think they're a slight dark horse. However, I uh, I it's highly unlikely they'll uh, they'll win the competition. Overall, then, who is your pick as the winner of this Africa Cup of Nations? I would love to say Egypt. I really would. Um, but something tells me the squad is too weak and unfortunately we won't be able to do it this year. However, don't uh, rule out Egypt, especially on its home ground. Um, I would go for Senegal. They really, really look impressive on paper. 
the players they have are on another level um and if they're able to collectively you know uh find find that team effort um to to match the quality that they have um then i i think they're the team to beat um and uh it's just it's just going to be a fascinating fascinating tournament I would love to see a Senegal versus Egypt final. That would be uh, one of the pinnacles of, of African uh, football. In my Those then, the views and opinions of Ahmed Osman, Egyptian football journalist. And don't forget, you can watch the entire 2019 Africa Cup of Nations live and exclusively on Eurosport. Now, we will be back next week with the lowdown on Algeria's challenge for this year's Africa Cup of Nations. We'll be talking with Dean Ami of DZ Football. Until then, have a great week from me, Tim Cable. Bye-bye.